Hello, Shady Oaks members. This is Mike Wright coming to you from Shady Oaks Country Club and uh, in our members only podcast. I believe this is our fifth version. Uh, and today we are very pleased to welcome and congratulate our new general manager serving in his first day as official general manager, Mr. Austin Hall. The purpose of this uh, podcast is to really give you a chance to get to know more about Austin, his background, and some of the goals he might have for Shady Oaks. But Again, first of all, Austin, welcome and congratulations. Well-deserved. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you very much, Josie, for having me. This is a, a privilege and honor. And I do have to say, I would assume someone canceled last minute on you for this podcast because you went from having John Grace, Walker Cupper, Texas Golf Hall of Famer, to now having a general manager with six hours of experience. So steep uh, downhill decline for the program, but happy to be here again. No, in all seriousness, thank you very much. Um, I am pinching myself today. It's been um, just an incredible honor, and uh, being on the show like this is just one more, you know, add that it's been a great day for me, a great week for me, and that's special. Good. Well, like I said, well-deserved. Throughout the last seven months, I've not heard anything but very positive comments about your performance, and uh, like I said, and I have the same opinion, so uh, again, well-deserved appointment, and we're happy to have you, so look forward to working with you for a long time. So, uh Really just some basic questions, you know, and that we'll talk about just with the sole purpose of the membership, getting to know you much more uh, uh, closely. So just talk a little bit about literally where you were born, a little bit about your childhood, uh, where you were raised in okay. your childhood. Yeah, I was born in 1992 in Tulsa. And uh, like a lot of families at the time, my parents moved to DFW for work uh, when I was still young. Um, so I grew up in Plano. I have an older brother, Eric, who has always been the better looking, more intelligent, more successful brother. So playing catch up to him my whole life. And that's been good for me. Um, you know, high school, went to Plano High. And well, you know, what I would assume to be a pretty average, average childhood, played all the sports growing up, uh, made good grades, got into some trouble, but was smart enough to stay out of trouble or not get caught was really blessed to have two great parents uh, and even now having two young daughters you realize every day how lucky you are and um, it's funny now when we're going out to dinner or um, sharing stories with one another you know it's I can tell they're looking at me saying with their eyes I told you so so I'm you know, very fortunate to have them in my camp and we have a great relationship and um, let's see from from high school I um, cap program is what it was called at the time went to UTSA in San Antonio for a year. And then, and that probably was a good thing for me. I, I worked hard, I made my 4.0, and then I went to UT in Austin as a sophomore. Um, and again, looking back, I think having that that year away from Austin, the focus on business and, and handle everything was probably good as opposed to being thrown into, into Austin as an 18 year old. Um, my major uh, was international relations and global studies. Uh, it's kind of vague, you know, there was a uh, Spanish language and economics pieces to that, but always intended to travel, wanted to become the most cultured individual that I could be and career wise, you know, managing a four seasons in Maui or living in Australia always sounded pretty cool. So that major worked. I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed my time in Austin. And, um, you know, what's interesting growing up and especially for where I'm at today in this position is I didn't grow up a member at a country club. Uh, this wasn't in our kind of DNA as a family. I 
summer camps, swimming, tennis, golf. Did some of that at some some clubs in, in North Dallas and had some friends whose family belonged at a few places, but really uh, was never uh, growing up thinking that country clubs would be where I spent a lot of my time and in my career. So that's been interesting. And I'll talk more down the road about how I got there. Um, but yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell as far as childhood and, and, and growing up. Yeah, I'm the same way. I did not play golf on a country club until I worked at one. So uh, so your children, what are their names? How old are they? So Bonnie uh, is my oldest daughter. She'll turn four in December. And little Audrey, who's the goofball, or they both are, but she is just a nut. Um, she turned two in May. Right. So two plus. And they're close enough in age to where they are. They are best friends. And I mean, I tell you, don't tell anyone I said this, but they have been so good. They sleep well. They love their mama. Uh, they tolerate me. Uh, they're in daycare full time. And, you know, you know the Looking at the background on your phone, the picture of, of Kelly, my wife, and the two girls, I could just stare at that all day long. Right. Yeah, they're they're healthy and very fortunate. Good for you. Yeah, That's great. Two, two great little girls. So, Kelly, what is what is uh, how did y'all meet, and, and uh, what does she do today? Well, I will give you the, the short version on how we met, and it's a funny story. So, we met at the DMV. Um, we were both getting our licenses renewed during winter break, um, and it was one of those deals where... You couldn't you couldn't log in or sign up for your your spot at the DMV like you can now. You had to sit there for two hours, and it was packed. And I got there first, and I was sitting, and uh, the only open chair in the entire room was was next to me. And she walked in, and instantly attracted to her. Right, I mean, yeah. just had a twinkle in her eye, and it was beautiful. And she sat next to me, and for whatever reason, I just I I've, I've never been able to flirt or pick up girls or anything like that. Um, but whatever I told her, she, um, we probably talked for about half an hour, but whatever I said, she was willing to go to lunch with me after. So I waited for her in the parking lot for about an hour. <laughs> Worth the wait, I'm Worth sure. The wait. And, um, you know, of course got her number. Things were good, but you know, who knows? Um, never see her again, maybe, but we both went to, to UT. So that was kind of what instantly, uh, connected us. And maybe two weeks later, I'm in a taxi cab, um, in, in Austin way too late at night, early in the morning. And, I'm on my way home and I see her and a friend trying to hail a cab. So we, I tell the cab driver to pull over and get blood. So we pick him up and I open the door and she sees me and I'm like, come on, I will take you home on the way. And, and we started dating after that and snowballed ever since. And here we are. There you go. Best yeah. thing that ever happened to me. I don't know if she can say the same, but I bet so. It's working out. Yeah. So how long have you been married? Well, let's see, five years uh, in April. And where's she from? Uh, she grew up in Arlington. Okay. Good. And her parents are living in Walsh now in Alito, so they're close. That's really great. Right. Um, and back to my family, they're within an hour or two. They're in, in Allen now, right. Allen McKinney area. So good. It's, it's good to have a village around you. And and Kelly Kelly works, right? She works, yeah. Very successful. She's um, a reservoir engineer for Incline Energy Partners, downtown Fort Worth. So, um, you know, it's funny. We'll go to, uh, you know, industry events or, you know, you know, holiday parties and stuff. Not not with her company, but kind of industry wide. And you know, people will approach me and ask me who I work for and what do I do and all that. Right. Well, actually, no, I'm actually just a plus one with Kelly. Right. There you she, go. She's the rock star. So we we laugh about that. Um, but we're very blessed. We both have short commutes. We have roots that are growing deeper every day in Fort Worth. And um, yeah, she's she's very very successful and does a good job. Well, good. I know you. On top of being a wonderful mother too. Yeah. I, I think sometimes I have long days, but she um, she has three full-time jobs. It does not end. That's right. So, 
So how about like currently? I know that you uh, heard you talking about fantasy football the other day. Yeah. And what other what other kind of well, tell me a little bit about that and and what other kind of hobbies and interests do you have currently that you partake in? Yeah, just uh, you know normal red blooded American here. I love all the major sports. I have my football teams I root for, and you know I enjoy watching golf every weekend. Um, fantasy football, I do enjoy whooping up on all the guys in the pro shop. That's it's easy money there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kelly and I, we like to when we can, and uh, you know, you got to not always have the opportunity, but as much as we can, we we try to just hit the town and meet some friends, go out to dinner, go out to some bars, and and uh, you know, be silly and 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 go to new places is what we like to do. Uh, we have our spots that we like to go to, but. Uh, we have a list of places in the world we want to travel to, restaurants in Fort Worth and Dallas we want to go to. So we like to do that. That helps with work for me, too. Yeah. Um, so that's that's always fun. I um, Let's see. Interest, uh, besides sports, um, skiing is kind of a, is, is something that Kelly and I have picked up the last few years. And we intend to get the girls involved with that and kind of have that as a, a family activity that we do every season. And that's going well. And... Uh, I enjoy I enjoy history, books, podcasts. Um, you know, it's kind of what I do when I'm winding down each night is, is either find something to read or listen to about, you know, any to- number of topics in history. But, um, you know, it helps me kind of, you know, you look around the world and figure out why things are the way they are. Well, there's a reason for that. And, and it helps kind of ground me listening to, to stories, whether it's, you know, age of exploration stuff or ancient history, history of Texas and Fort Worth. You know, anything that kind of helps you get a grip on, you know, the reality we're living today is, I think it's very fascinating. Well, good. That's, that's interesting. I didn't know that about you. So kind of changing topics here, let's talk about uh, your career path to uh, sure. to, to yeah. Shady Oaks and where you are today. Yeah. So um, it all starts with Kelly again, and this will be kind of a motif throughout our conversation, but Kelly had her career already kind of lined out for her, a great uh, petroleum um, degree from UT and had a job in Fort Worth. Uh, I had spent some time in, in Argentina for a study abroad and it was coming back and I was graduating and didn't have the job lined up yet. So I, I arrived in Fort Worth because Kelly had a job here. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and she was very, very gracious to let me follow her here. And it was getting serious at that time. And, and really, I thought I was going to find a job for six weeks six months at the most that could provide a, a paycheck while I was trying to figure out where I was going to land first spot for my career. And Colonial Country Club was down the road. Um, I was an, an impressive brand that I was drawn to and just thought it would be kind of fun, really. And so I, I walked in and told them I was willing to take any position. Are you hiring? And uh, I started busting tables that day and climbed the ladder Went from, you know, busser, server, bartender, 19th hole, I really enjoyed doing over there. And was able to get fortunate enough to get a couple of management and supervisor positions that each year seemed to grow and grow and grow. And that was very, very healthy for me. I got to experience working for tons of different managers uh, with different styles. I met a ton of great members, great people there. Um, and, and, and really the decision to move to, to Shady Oaks, um, was a phone call that, that Chad English made. 
So Kelly and I have bought our first house in Ridgely Hills. It's down the road, and Chad was our next-door neighbor. Yeah. So we, of course, were neighborly and spent time with one another. And uh, he, at the time, uh, Shady Oaks was, this is during the pandemic, and the, the new course here was was about to open, and this club, like a lot, we're kind of going through some reopening transitions, and there was an opportunity here. And Colonial had never been anything but great to me. I felt that it was time in my career to to look at a different club, get on the inside of a different operation. I knew the differences, the high level between the two, and I just thought it would be good for me on my long-term career path to develop and experience uh, another another operation. I talked to Chad Cruzen the next week after I talked to Chad and, and made the move. My first day at Shady Oaks was the ribbon-cutting ceremony. So it was a nice start, yeah. and it kind of was pieced together and worked out really, really well. And uh, from there, just done everything at, at Shady Oaks um, to gain as many responsibilities as I can and, and support Chad Cruzen and the other departments and always be a guy who, you know, if you need help with anything, whether or not it's in my job description or not, I want to I help you with that. And, and, and that's been really good. Yeah, you've certainly been that way since I've known you for sure. So, uh, yeah, again, good to... Uh, Good choice by Shady Oaks, and and congratulations to you to uh, for for moving your make, making your way up. So along the way, I'm, I'm sure you've had some some people that have influenced your career and your work ethic. You know, mentors. Uh, tell me about some of the people, maybe some of the examples of what you may have learned from them, what you yeah. took from them. Well, I'd I'd, uh, I'd hate to embarrass anybody or do anybody the disservice of dropping their name on this podcast, but there's several. And what's interesting is. You know, being at clubs like Colonial, definitely like Shady Oaks, you know, you're surrounded by people who are very successful business, life. Um, not everyone's perfect. Um, everyone's story on how they um, been able to become members of these clubs uh, is a different path. Um, but what I found is not talking specifically about country club or what the, the small issues I'm, small questions I have about country club operations, but talking to a lot of individuals that, I've rubbed shoulders with at the clubs I worked at, just about life, just how how to be a, a better husband, how to keep your faith, you know, how to keep a good perspective on work-life balance. A lot of those conversations have helped me, you know, hopefully will help me be a great general manager. Um, they definitely helped me be an interim club manager, I think. Um, but you can, if you're only talking to people within the industry or your peer group, other managers in, in town, and I have that network and it's great. Sometimes you can get boxed into, boxed into one mentality of just uh, what do club managers think about club things, club topics. Uh, it is a big focus of mine too here um, immediately to do a better job of you know attending conferences, using different organizations that are out there for club managers and picking up the phone and building relationships there. Because um, there are a lot of talented, very, very smart people in the industry. And I know that, you know, my unique situation, um, and really, I've, I've never had anybody pick up the phone and, and tell me they weren't willing to help. So I, I need to uh, make sure I'm not getting comfortable and taking every opportunity I can to to meet some industry leaders, because there's a lot out there and, and they're nothing but gracious with their time. Yeah, I always tell the staff here, you know, that uh, we have a lot of role models here, you know, and, and you can learn from most everybody. And, uh, and, and we're very fortunate in that, in that regard, but back to that, the question, is there any specific people that you would, you know, that you would, that you could say, boy, I've really learned X or from this person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the easy way out. You know, I'd like to 
to give a little uh, highlight my parents. Yeah. How about my, my dad, Dennis Hall, um, my mother, Becky. You know, again, I, I saw them climb the corporate ladder in both of their um, careers for years and years, you know, commuting from Plano to downtown every day, dealing with me and my brother and everything we had going on. And they never they never showed it to me that I can remember them having a, a breakdown. And I know they did, um, but they always carried themselves with composure. They always made it work. And they're, again, now with the great relationship we have, they're always a, a phone call away if I need anything and will be very honest with me. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? And I need, and I need to do that more. I need to call them. Like, I try to talk to them several times a week, but it's one of those where they're in, in the car driving home, pick up the phone and call dad and tell him about your day. Okay. Well, good. So let's kind of get on to Shady Oaks a little bit. Um, you know, I know you've, you've, you've shared some things with me about some of your short-term kind of objectives and goals that are, that are personal goals for you to help Shady Oaks reach another level. Um, can you share some of your short-term goals and objectives you have for your position and for and, and for the club? Yeah, absolutely. So we all know that in the last um, you know year at Shady Oaks, it's been a it's been a time of change, and I think it's my responsibility just um, for the staff to support them and for the membership to you know continue to to capitalize on all of the positives that have come from this change. But also, I think there's some fatigue and, you know, getting us through to the beginning of next year and laying out plans that I have and getting people engaged and excited on some projects that are, are upcoming. Census building is going to be key. As you know, in clubs and at Shady Oaks, there's 800 different opinions about most topics. Um, but before we do anything or make any big decisions, you know, the membership needs to have a voice and a platform to tell me and tell the board and various club committees what their expectations are, what their wants and needs are. Um, it's very normal in a, a country club cycle where you have a demographic shift. So, you know, understanding that the wants and needs of our membership today are different than they were 15 years ago and will be different five, 10 years down the road now. Um, but we are, again, back to that transitional period. I, could, I mean, I mean, Mike, you're, you're living it. Um, the tenure we've had at Shady Oaks um, has put us in a very fortunate and blessed position, and it's not normal um, for you know Chad Cruzan to have been in his position for as long as he was. You know, names like Cliff Jarvis. Are you kidding me? I mean, the guy put so much of his life into this place, and we'll never know the impact that that had. And I can go on and on in names. There's several in the in the pro shop that have worked with you, um, and we now. Um, building that next chapter, that next group of key employees. You know, I'm not looking to bring in people who are going to be here three, five years. It's the next, who's the next Mike Wright? Who's the next Lindy Miller? Who's the next? And then I can go on and on and on. Um, and that's kind of more long-term, um, but still working on it every every single day. Things like surveys, things like focus groups or town halls, you know, there's a lot of different ways for us to really understand the direction that the majority of the members want to move in. Um, there are going to be difficult decisions, absolutely. But one thing we need to do a better job of is being able to calculate data better. Um, you know, we are not a pen and paper country club, but there's a lot of areas that we can use technology and collect data, build reports that can show us and can show the membership. You know, we understand that 
this number of people want to go in this direction, this number want to go in another direction. We, the, the board, the president, the general manager, have decided to make this decision because the data shows that that's the best thing to do. Not because Austin was talking to somebody in the 19th hole and he thought this was a good idea and he's doing that. Or, you know, half of the board doesn't think this is a priority, so now I'm not going to do that. We need to make sure that any decision is backed up by data and supported that way. And really, it's a tool to protect me. Yeah, uh, at the same totally. time. So, so what are the what are the biggest challenges you you feel like you might be facing in the both the near and in the near future? Yeah, I'm trying to, to make sure that you know. So complacency is always a challenge um, in the service industry. Um, getting staff on all levels excited to come to work and realize that you know hospitality 101 is you know seeing a member and deciding at that point in time you're going to make a difference in their experience that day every member you see every day and you know there's there's a mystique that can develop if your staff top to bottom is bought into that mentality you know i want other clubs you know the, comparing to other clubs is not always the best approach i don't like to take that approach but i want other people who are non-members at shady oaks saying there's just something special about that that place aside from the best facilities aside from you know what you can look and, and feel and touch it's the experience and it's the feeling you get when either you're a member or a guest here and that's going to take some time and it's not really definable i want you know that mystique to be something that uh, you know you're talking to a shady oaks member and what do y'all do i don't really know it's hard to describe but you feel it so that's that's a long-term mission of mine is to develop that mystique hogan had the mystique we know about that um, I'll walk through the new Hogan tribute and be expired, uh, inspired by, by Hogan and his career. Um, and, and then and really continued education, I think, and, and training and not going through the motions training, but getting staff out of the club, visiting other, and happy other clubs, it can be, but you know, hospitality exists in a number of different venues and um, getting them again that this is a career that every day they get better and it's not a job where they come in clock in clock out okay so kind of a hard question here uh, one of the things you said you want to have the, the morale of the staff you know at, at, a, at a real high so specifically how do you do that you know i think it's it's lead by example one one piece of that um you know i'm 30 years old and i think naturally some staff might think oh man he lucked into that you know he's been at shady oaks for two and a half years and he's in, he's our leader now and if i'm willing to admit mistakes if i'm willing to bust my ass every day you know i think that that you know creates a culture where people kind of buy in and they do the same thing and those who don't want to do that you know ultimately have made a decision that they're not going to be a part of the program i think it's also key to have fun so not to not to be so doom and gloom and I'm going to be running the hardest regime in town and all this. It's I know I have fun at work every single day and I know that that makes me better at my job. And I think that, you know, to motivate people, it's set expectations, show them and teach them with my own actions how to achieve those goals, reward them when they do, then establish a place where they are. They get out of their car and they're smiling when they're walking through the parking lot, coming to the club. As opposed to, you know, again, it's just, just a just job. Another day. It's just yeah. another shit. When's it going to be over? Okay. So another, what I would think would be a hard question, kind of putting you on the spot, is share the idea that you'd like for every employee to, to decide that, you know, when they see a member, they're going to try to make a difference in their day, which I admire and agree with totally. 
how do you train that mentality? You know, I think it is, you know, if I'm hands-on with an employee and I, let's just, let's just say an example. So, you know, I know Mike, I know that his, you know, sons played football at Alito. Let's just pretend that they currently are playing football at Alito. So I, I, you're a member and I'm an employee and I've approached you and we've had a discussion on a personal level to where we build a relationship. And I've learned that, you know, you are a follower of the Alito football program. Well, periodically, when you come up, I'm going to ask you about the Alito football program. I'm not going to ask you if I can get you a menu for lunch. And how do you train the employees to do that? I think I, think I have the ability to, you know, in real time, show them. Influence them more on one. Absolutely. I'm not a big, here's a packet, read it. Right. There's a lot of great books that, you know, I, I think maybe if we start something as cheesy as maybe a staff book club, um, but have a lot of great managers, too, that can do the same thing. But I don't want to hand people a manual and say, hey, this is how you do right. the best hospitality. It's, it's let me show you. Well, I think that's that's important for you to spend time in all the different departments like you do. You're doing a great job of that. Can you just brush over some of the projects that you that you might be working on, uh, physical projects for, for the club? Just give some insight that, you know, it's probably early on on some and, and nothing's final. But I think the members would probably appreciate knowing yeah, uh, transparency is key uh, at any club. And, you know, the one project that is in motion is in the works, and I intend to have final product before the end of the year is our new website that should both look incredible and represent our brand well, but then also be extremely practical on the member side and allow and benefit your member experience. So that, that's one thing that has um, been approved, we're working on. I'm getting updates every day on it, and I'm excited about it. Long-term projects at Shady Oaks, you know, we do intend to evaluate our facilities in all departments and ensure that we are keeping up with industry trends. I, I mentioned surveys. I mentioned focus groups and talking to the membership and developing a plan. I think the key is misinformation can get out at a club very easily. Very easily. We, we've all experienced that. The membership to know that I'm always available. If they hear something in an unofficial channel, and they want to reach out directly with me. I'm happy to give them the truth. Yeah, there's not really a lot out there, but you're you're. I know you're considering some things with with all the different departments. So, well, and if we, I have to have a, um, you know, like a, you know, if the U.S. president has his first hundred days in in office, and you know, delivers a report on everything he's accomplished. You know, I have I have some some short term. I think you can describe the short term goals for that. You know. Lights on the little nine, allowing women into the men's grill, overlaying pickleball lines on top of all of our tennis courts, and taking away fried chicken from our Wednesday buffet, and offering more vegan plant-based options. So I think I think you're I think you're going to do great. It's <laughs> my uh, comedic side coming out. I yeah. have fun with that. And uh, I think the membership understands again this inflection period of the club, this this time of of, of great change. But that doesn't mean we have to force anything. Right. Um, and the membership as a whole will be involved in any decision we try to make. So you've been in the country club business for a while now, and you've had some great experiences, and you're about to face a, a great, great experience ahead of you. Is there any message at all, any type, any message regarding anything at all that you'd like to share with the members at this time? You've got an open mic to hopefully 800 of them. So, you know, anything at all you'd like to share? Yes, um, you know. Combining tradition and the history of the club with progress and improvement is the overarching mission of in the next few years, um, because we do not want to lose the tradition that's made Shady Oaks what it is. 
but I also think it's in our best interest to evaluate how we can get better and, and act upon those things. A message to the membership as a whole, the support I've gotten has been overwhelming since beginning an interim club manager position in, in February to when President Barnard's message, message came out just a few days ago about me receiving the general manager position. I mean, I had 200 text messages in half an hour and it, 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 it hits you. And I hadn't been in, in a position where I would had so much overwhelming support and love all hit me at the same time where it, it made an impact on me. And I don't intend to let this club down. I understand the the privilege and the opportunity that I have. I'm looking forward to accomplishing great things. And, you know, I'm, I, I intend to to really have a great relationship with the board and the various committees of the club. But no matter what type of member you are, how long you've been a member, what areas of the club that you use, you matter to me. And you know how to get a hold of me. I am available to you. And 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 please do come sit down with me at any time because whether I've, I I know you very well or you know me very well or you wouldn't know what I look like I want to get to know you um, and, and just coming back to you again I thank you for the opportunity yeah well well deserved and and uh, I think you know the way your office was decorated and surprised by your staff today yeah um, it, it was it was strange because uh, Steve Shields our our club CFO sent me a message a little bit after nine and, and said, Hey, are you, uh, you almost in? And I typically get to the club nine to nine 30, but Steve very rarely reaches out to me like that. Like, Hey, kind of, where are you? I'm like, Oh gosh, what, what happened? And, uh, so I get in and I start to notice everyone in the admin office kind of has a little twinkle in their eye. And why are they all kind of standing here? What's going on? And I, I open my office and yeah, there's I mean, hell, you couldn't even walk in it. There's so many balloons, and you know they got some some donuts and, and banners. And, everybody signed anything. There was a there's a large banner on the wall that was signed by a significant number of the staff, just with with messages of support. And when I saw that, it's one of those things where you're kind of caught off guard. You don't notice everything that's in there. Um, but that's cool. I'm gonna keep that. Yeah, for sure, and, and have it hopefully for a very very long time. Well, you, very special. you should. You deserve it. We've got a great team here. Yeah. So, uh, Austin, your career is getting started similar to mine. You know, I was here for 18 months at age 21 as assistant pro and was promoted at age 23 uh, to the head professional and uh, have spent almost, I'm going on my 40th year with the club. And uh, I just, I hope that, uh, you know, your start as a young man, very young man in this position is, is like I said, is similar. And uh, and that's, that's really, I, fa- I found it to be very positive because all you're doing is looking forward to the future. You know, and and really, in a way, kind of trying to prove yourself. I spent a long time trying to prove myself, and and uh, and uh, you know, Shady Oaks has been great to me. I couldn't be more thankful for you know my career, my life, and I hope you're looking back, you know, 40 years from now, saying the same thing. I'm sure you will, if you want to. Absolutely. And 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 you, I would imagine, having every decision hasn't been perfect. Absolutely not. And and the decisions I make, uh, you know, that today, this week, hopefully the next several years and beyond. You know, I won't be perfect, but I'm not going to run away from any decision that I make. And if it was something that, in hindsight, wasn't the best move, we'll we'll learn from that. You know, one one day we'll do a podcast on the bad decisions we made. As we're talking about this, there's there's a few of them that uh, that I still think back on. What was I thinking? So, anyway, well, Austin, again, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, look forward to the many years of working with you and supporting you and being your friend. And uh, with that, we'll sign off. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back soon.
Thank you.